Um, did you see? Did you see the screenshot where someone said, "I always love when you do, Brittany." Yeah, the one person you sent. I sent one screenshot as an example of how that represents the many comments like that I get. Yeah, send them all to me. I I'd rather keep them private because <laughs> I don't want really to brag. Right. That's nice of you. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome to another episode. Oh, hey, we're in in it to win it. Yeah, I mean, you wanted to start this off bragging about Brittany. I did. Um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to put on public record. I have the screenshot, parentheses, S, parentheses, to prove it mm-hmm. um, that like some people respectfully disrespectfully disagree with you yeah um, if you've never heard a previous episode before welcome to the Master of Fun podcast I'm Jonathan Capuano here with Lara welcome to the podcast yes and Lara has sang like Britney Spears on previous episodes and as a little vocal treat. It was a treat so much I discouraged it. I was like, I can't mm-hmm. have too much of a good thing. Right. It's like candy before dinner. You just can't have too much. Just maybe a little. your appetite. Yeah. Um, if Lara's mouth gets away from <laughs> the microphone <laughs> this episode, she just got a little bit of it's a titch of surgery, surgery done on morning. her hand. She's got one of those like ace bandages and... Um, she so she's going to be waving to me the whole time because she's keeping it elevated and pointing at me. But she walked into my house, really <laughs> acting like she had lip balm on her ring finger, and kept doing the chapstick move like she was rubbing it on her lips All with right. her fingertip. Let me unpack. And I'm that. like, after after at least this tenth round, the the tenth lap around the lips. I said, do you have chap lips? She goes, no, my finger is just so soft. <laughs> okay, so my hand is completely numb, but that, <laughs> my ring finger, where the, I had this little cyst removed off my uh, ring, inside of my ring finger. And so my finger is numb. Yeah. And so I can't feel it when it's touching my lip. I can only feel it on my lip. Like it feels like someone else's finger. It does, and I've got a very gentle touch, so if I, I do sh- say so. I feel like I should be a little <laughs> creeped. It, maybe it's a little creepy, but it's so lovely. My skin is my finger skin is so soft and delicate. And, That's nice. Yeah, but when you touch yourself, <laughs> no. When you touch your mouth with your feeling hands. It doesn't yeah. feel the same, but I get a right. little picture of what it feels like, and it's really nice. Yeah, for me, it's hard to ignore my beard as I'm going around yeah. and feeling what my lip feels like. So try it at home. There's a <laughs> takeaway for today, something, put a, a little, DIY. Put a little numbing agent in your finger <laughs> yeah. and see how how t- gentle your touch is. <laughs> right. That's great. Yeah. So school started this week, right? Yeah. For everyone. How are yes. you doing with that? I would say um, coping poorly to not at all. Uh, I mean, look, I am for school. I, I like that In my general. kids are being educated. I, I think it's good for them to be away from the home, just like it's good for me to not be around people 100% of the time. It's positive. Yeah. Um, Annalise is a senior, 
Mm. And I am feeling all the feelings about that. I don't really, I do not feel ready for her to be a grown up and out of my house. I don't want it to happen. It's very sad. When you posted this week on Instagram about like it was her first day of school with a backpack. I know. Really made me sad. I know. I posted her little first preschool picture. You know, it's hard because she's like, she's 17. And more adult than most. She is, yeah. Plus she's 5'11", so she like (laughs) looks like a grown woman. Um, But she's just very unique and special and Mm -hmm. very aware of so many things and just really empathetic and insightful and... I think she's like really knows herself is like really figuring out who she is and what she thinks and believes. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be a part of that process forever. (laughs) That's tough because she's planning on going to school away from Rochester. Yeah. I mean, she has always talked about going out of state, which I support fully. Um, However, the closer that gets you know, when we talk about where she, like some of the options, it feels f- very far for to her. her. Yeah. yeah. Now, like she, now that it's becoming more of a reality, she's like, that's far. Out of state's far. <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, I, I don't see her. There's not really a good option for her here. Right. So for, for what she wants to do. So uh, yeah, I think it's leaving some out of state options and we're talking to coaches and, finding the right like cross country track program for her um like if there's scholarship potential and then um finding the right school that like an art school so it's hard right. finding it's a hard combo yes great cross country great textile art <laughs> program yeah fashion and oh i said that really rochester fashion Fa- fashion and also uh, <laughs> there's an animal family in your carburetor <laughs> Did I know it? <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah, that's good. Well, it's sad, but it's totally sad. But more on that later maybe as yeah. I process because I feel like as we get closer to I don't know, like this becoming a parent of an adult child almost. Yeah. Uh it's a shifting over to a different season. Sure. And it's been a gradual shift, but at I, least you I know this year you can you know it's her last year here, and you can just swaddle her and actual, feed her like a baby. Yeah. Was that what you were going to say? Make the best of it. Like we're going to the first show, or one of her biggest first shows mm-hmm. next week. We're doing just do some of those things before she goes. The big the big trips, the plans, the things you always want to do. Yeah, just do them. Yeah, Phoebe Bridgers next week. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. That'll be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had a story you wanted to share that I feel like was a. You shared something with me a couple of weeks ago, and I said we need to talk about this on the podcast because this could be a good week or two's worth of content that could be helpful for people. Um, sure. We were in the middle of our radical series. Yes. Tubular. Living life on the radical. On the edge. tubular side. <laughs> um, chicken soup for the tubular soul. <laughs> We always so, talk about chicken soup for some kind I'm of sorry. Soul. It's okay. Um, like a lot of people, and this will all make sense when you share the story, but in 
a situation that feels like or may be an actual racist situation mm-hmm. or if you find yourself in the middle of like feeling this is this feels racist and maybe it is and or at least there are going to be racial tensions involved right. right and if you don't step in something might happen or and you want to say something but you also don't know what to say um or just how to be like how to better the situation or make something good out of it what you did in this story you're going to tell i feel like is something that is practical people could actually learn from it and you turned a scenario into something positive or at least something that could be like an on working ongoing thing sure i right? tried I, I don't you, know <laughs> well and i think what i did like is that you actually did what probably 99 out of 100 people wouldn't even do but they can do it and whether they're thinking of it or not i feel like you were proactive in this situation sure so that's what i liked about it is like oh i guess it's that simple to be proactive whether it like actually makes a a difference yeah who knows who knows but but i feel like it made a difference in here you you just tell it and okay so I was at a restaurant here in Rochester with a friend and there was, um, it's like mostly outdoor seating, but there is in some indoor, I've never actually stepped inside the door. So I don't actually know uh, until this point actually, but there's like a bar right by the doors and on the, on the bar is like a tip jar, I guess, like that's exposed. So we're outside and um, I don't know, all of a sudden there was like this ruckus and people are screaming. And I see this guy, and he happened to be a black guy, running out of the restaurant and dollar bills are flying out of his arms and he's just sprinting. Wow. And people are like yelling and chasing him and all these, you know, white guys in the restaurant are like, oh, yeah, you know, like, just like, what's going on? And they start chasing after this guy. And, um, yeah, so what had happened was um, there was this tip jar that was, like, right on the edge of the bar, and I guess this guy just grabbed, not the whole jar, I don't think, but just, like, reached in and grabbed, like, a big wad of cash and then just ran terribly planned and executed and also wrong (laughs) like to be clear i'm not for this (laughs) the stealing of the tips a better plan and heist would have been made this all better (laughs) but at least it's like you know you're banging on all cylinders but um sorry did you just do a quick lip rub (laughs) stop with the lips five minutes take a break so gentle i know it's nice i'm a little envious (laughs) Really soft hands. I'm going to get some <laughs> Novocaine for my finger right after we record I this. I would. I'm going to try it. I would. Okay, so Okay, so in that moment, I was like super grieved because first of all, the first thing is that people are calling the police. I get that. A, a robbery has just taken place. Also, this guy wasn't... This isn't like a high-level criminal that's violent. It was super impulsive, a quick crash cash grab. He was losing half of his winnings as he's running away. Um, and he couldn't have gotten far. I mean, he was picked up almost immediately. And people are, as soon as the police pull up in the car, he, people are cheering. And it, it was just like, I, I'm sitting there thinking, man, this place, it's it's 
pretty much all white people and their experience with the police has been probably exclusively positive. And I don't think people were clapping like, okay, they nabbed the bad black guy. Mm -hmm. But all I'm thinking is, man, I'm like here thinking of this as my kids, right? Not that I not that I believe they would ever do this, but I'm thinking if they were dumb and impulsive and did, the outcome for them, the the punishment is going to be extremely severe for the crime. Sure, compared they won't get to if the one of my of the doubt. yes, if one of my white kids did it, they'd get a slap on the wrist and be like, "You're a good kid that made a really dumb decision." Like, here's some community service. If a black kid does that, it's like you did exactly what we expected you to do and we have to be very harsh so you learn your lesson. Mm. And it's just a very different approach. Um, penalties for the same infractions by white kids, it's like for, for black kids is much harsher from as early as kindergarten. And it's that's been proven. So it's really, um, it was just tough. I'm just sitting there thinking, all these people are just seeing like, yeah, the good guys win and the bad guy lost. Yeah, why does he have to be black? Yeah, and in the moment, I'm just like, for some of these people in a really white world, this might be their only experience, you know, in a certain amount of time with a black person. And why does it have to like confirm, this is going to confirm their stereotypes. Mm -hmm. It's going to confirm media stereotypes. It's going to confirm these things. And I just felt like, sad and discouraged and I just was thinking like these are people this restaurant wasn't far from my house so I'm thinking I don't want these people walking away thinking yeah that's exactly what I expected Mm -hmm. that's who I expected it to be he did exactly what I expected him to do and I just hated it the bias is confirmed yes and I I honestly didn't know what to do. I felt really like tortured and heavy hearted and sad. And I'm like, no, let's not, can we not applaud right now? Like people, I know people are like, okay, good justice. But really when there is an injustice and it's a black person on the other end of that, are people cheering when justice is served? I don't see that. Mm. I don't see that same rejoicing, right? And so I just felt like gross and sad and I had like a bunch of birthday money in my wallet. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know what to do. And so I went up to the bar and I just was like, hey, I would like to replace as much of that as I can based on what I have right here. And I I just, all I would ask is that you like, please, that is just one individual's choice we don't know his life circumstances. We don't know what where that came from. We don't know what his needs are. We don't know if he has kids at home that are hungry. Like, can we just, can you just like remember that people are hurting right now and this has nothing to do with him as like a black man. Right. And I just want to like throw some money in the pot and get like, put that money back in there so it doesn't feel like as hurtful and just, but please just like have the conversation and so the woman who owned her and her husband, I guess, own it, she kind of heard me having this conversation and she knew the woman that I was eating dinner with. And so she actually was really receptive and she's like, I would love to talk to you more about this. Like this must, 
you know, she's like, what, why are you doing this? <laughs> kind of like curious. And the even just that significance, like that could be the first time they've even witnessed a white person stand up for a black person well, in any yeah. like scenario that of injustice of anything, yeah. any amount, you know? Yeah. Well, and what stinks is of course, like, I'm like, I'm not, I didn't want to be like defending a criminal. It wasn't that. It was more like, hey, can we just remember that he's a person first? Right. And can we also remember that he's like an individual? He doesn't represent like all black people. <laughs> like, and mm-hmm. I just said, you know, I have black children, like black boys in this, that live in this community. And, you know, they're amazing. And so are all the other black people that I know that live in this community. So can we not just, I said, I would encourage you to please talk to your staff about like not letting this embed mindsets or stereotypes. Like, please have the conversation. Like this is an opportunity to say, Hey, let's not be suspicious of black people that come into our establishment. Cause this isn't them. This is one guy. Yeah. And she was super receptive and she asked me to come in um, and talk to her. She's like, I'd love to hear more like about your perspective and how like we can have these conversations. Like I'd really love to, um, hear where you're coming from. And so I thought like, I don't know, maybe that part was positive. I don't know. Like, I feel like this, I feel scared, honestly, to share this story. Cause part of me, I'm like, is there white saviorism in this? Is there, is that me trying to like solve something? Um, when like, honestly, a lot, most of my black friends would probably be like, good. I'd cheer too. like, get a bad guy off the streets. Like it has nothing to do with that. But also I'm like, I, I also know how white people think. And I also felt like all black people, and not even black people, all people of color suffer when we see this confirmation of a stereotype and it goes unchecked, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess I just wanted to be like, hey, check this, examine your stereotypes right now, like with your staff. Because they didn't do anything wrong. This guy did. But like maybe have the conversation about like, hey, what did that bring up for you? Did you find yourself, do you find yourself less trusting? And that probably didn't help. So how can we be more mindful? How can we be more responsible with our tip jar? How can we be more careful and eliminate temptation for somebody who's maybe impulsive? And, um, you know, how are we going to like combat in a in ourselves, any racist mindsets that might have popped up from that. Yeah, now she I, seemed receptive. I but. think that um, sometimes, like the best thing you can do is starting a conversation. I think that's what I loved about at least what you. It's not like you were sticking up for the crime or like anything. Sure. Like, it was just like, can we at least talk about? like the elephant in the room of, I'd be shocked if not one person had on their mind, of co- you know, of course this happened because it's a black person. Right. Of the whole restaurant, a bunch of white people. Yeah. I mean, I would put my life on it to say that it's probably in a, oh, yeah. a handful it at least. It confirms everything they see in the right. media. So I think it would be to ignore that. I think it's just, I wanted you to share that is like everybody could do that and stick up for or just even bring up like, you did it in a gentle way and you started a conversation and and they were interested they wanted to talk about it you know you don't have to have all of the answers when going into a conversation like that yeah. or to say something you don't feel like you have to have all the answers but it's at least like starting some dialogue 
for some understanding. So I just think that was a a super practical thing. And you giving all your money away was very nice. You didn't ask to share that. (laughs) Well, I I didn't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I panicked. Um, actually though, I had a friend, um, a friend of mine just had witnessed, um, a kind of racist incident at, um, at Wegmans and this, the woman who, um, you know, she was the victim of this incident. She was like upset and talking to the manager and was like really upset and my friend texted me afterwards and was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to help. I didn't know if I should have helped. And she was like, what would you have done? Like, what what would you do? And it's like, there's no really like right answer because like, first of all, do you, do, does someone in that vulnerable moment want an audience? Probably not. Right. Also, is she safer with an audience that is compassionate? Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, part of me was like, if you can record it in case that turns like, physical or unsafe for her that is better um and if there's a way to like identify yourself as an ally just you know being able to be like hey hear her out or don't put your hands on her leave her like listen to her Mm -hmm. something to be like a sign of support i think is helpful and i just said it like like, you could just do something small to like offer to pay for her groceries say hey i'm really sorry that happened to you can i take you across the street to like get you a coffee like it's right by dunkin donuts sure just offer to like or say hey can i treat you to lunch or here's a gift card for the next time you get groceries or i'm sure you don't want to come back here so can we go across the street to aldi and i will get you a gift card for Aldi, you know, something yeah. like just give an alternative or just to say, hey, like that what happened to you was terrible. And like, I just want you to know I care and I'm sorry that happened to you. So I just kind of gave some little practical ideas. And then I'm thinking each person is an individual. Some people would be like, I don't need your grocery card. Get out of here. Sure. <laughs> you know, right. so it's like people are individuals and yeah. may or may but not trying, want any yeah. of that. But I think, yeah, a, com- coming up with creative ways to express compassion and empathy and like identifying yourself as like somebody who is trying to be an ally and to be a support and a help isn't even if you do it wrong like okay like these might be terrible suggestions we might get an outpouring and people be like Mm-mm, that's not that's not what sure. we want you have to read the room a little bit yes. like <laughs> but if you at least always look at how can i be either generous or show grace and mercy in this scenario yeah. if it needs it like so it's not like just jump in there and be like, okay, how do I help? Yes. Uh, you know, yes, like an Andy Bernard, <laughs> yeah, taking so, over, yeah. But you can ask, like, hey, would you feel more comfortable if I stood here with you? Sure. Like, can I make? Can I? Do you mind if I record so I so that you're safe, so you feel safer? Right. It, I think it's okay to ask, and like, it might not go well, um, but it's okay. Like, it's okay to get it wrong as long as you try. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. I think people do nothing because they don't want to do it wrong. Sure. So I would say err on the side of trying to do something and the thing you're doing should be com- coming from a place of like support and compassion and empathy and not pity and not superiority or saviorism or rescuing. Just like come alongside as if this was a friend that you cared about. Right. You know, like a person. Yeah, like a person. Yeah. Be a person tr- coming alongside of a person. I like that. You know, like people. How would a person <laughs> like we- feel? Probably something you could ask every time is, if I was a person, 
how would I feel in this scenario? Because they are a person. Right. It seems so. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, be be like people because that's what we are. We're all just people. Right. So it it isn't, and everybody is, has different preferences in a moment of crisis sure. or in a moment of like vulnerability. And I don't, I don't know if these are the right answers, to be honest. I think it's helpful. I think this could be something that, I know for me, it's like, it's been in my mind of like, that was just like super practical. And I wanted people to hear that. So, okay. Yeah. I hope that helps. Yeah. It helped me. I love it. Good. Um, well, you have another story for next week that you wanted to share. Yeah. This was a little more personal. This was like a practical response to a personal experience. Um, Harper experienced a racist remark. And I'm going to share that and how we responded to it. And she'll probably still be rubbing her lips. Next week. Next week. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. My lips going to be just raw. How chapped. We'll play a game. <laughs> how chapped will Lara's lips get? I don't know. They're, I feel like they're almost getting moisturized from the softness of my finger. Will they be red? Super red? Or cracked rashed, off completely? <laughs> cra- yeah. Will she have lips? <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, We would love to hear your ideas for how you would like people to respond to you if you were a person and ways that you've responded to other people as a person. Love that. All right. All right. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. Bye.